Good morning. Let's begin our service by singing hymn number 75. God comes with succor speedy to those who suffer wrong, to help the poor and needy and bid the weak be strong. He comes to break oppression, to set the captive free, to take away transgression and rule in equity. Hymn number 75. scriptural will be given by Nancy from New Jersey. Psalms. Preserve me, O God, for in thee do I put my trust. 
The Lord is the portion of mine inheritance and of my cup. Thou maintainest my lot. I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. Therefore my heart is glad, and my glory rejoiceth. My flesh also shall rest in hope. For thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thy Holy One to see corruption. Thou wilt show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Thou art my hiding place. Thou shalt preserve me from trouble. Thou shalt compass me about with songs of deliverance. Many sorrows shall be to the wicked, but he that trusteth in the Lord, mercy shall compass him about. Thou shalt hide them in the secret of thy presence from the pride of man. Thou shalt keep them secretly in a pavilion from the strife of tongues. O love the Lord, all ye saints, for the Lord preserveth the faithful and plentifully rewardeth the proud doer. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart, all ye that hope in the Lord. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and follow with the Lord's Prayer with its spiritual interpretation as given in the Christian Science textbook. Father, Mother, God, all harmonious. Adorable One, thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom is come. Thou art ever present. Thy will be done in earth as it is Enable us to know, as in heaven, so on earth, God is omnipotent, supreme. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us grace for today. Feed the famished affections. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And love is reflected in love. And lead us not into temptation, 
but deliver us from evil. And God leadeth us not into temptation, but delivereth us from sin, disease, and death. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. For God is infinite, all power, all life, truth, love, over all and all. Let's now sing hymn number 148. In heavenly love abiding, no change my heart shall fear. And safe is such confiding, for nothing changes here. The storm may roar without me, my heart may low be laid, but God is round about me, and can I be dismayed? Hymn number 148.
Welcome to the Sunday morning service of the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. We begin every Sunday morning here at 10 a.m. with our roundtable discussion, which is kind of a training session in Christian science. And this morning we had another really good one. So if you uh, missed it, or if you'd like to hear it again, you can find it on our website, plainfieldcs.com. And you can also find it on our YouTube channel. We have a Sunday school that meets at 11 a.m. for uh, children under the age of 21. And that Sunday school is available to children anywhere in the world. It has its own teleconference number, so any child anywhere can attend by calling in on that number. And in fact, many of our Sunday school students do that from outside of Plainfield. So if you have a child of Sunday school age and would like to attend, please call us, we'll give you the number, and we would be very happy to welcome your child to our Sunday school. We have a testimony meeting that takes place every Wednesday evening at 8.15. And there you can hear testimonies of healings and lives saved through the study and practice of Christian science. And at all of our services, we have a nursery for children and infants and toddlers. We have several websites in several different languages, and they all contain the very best of articles, services, songs that Christian science has to offer. Its word is really going out throughout the world through these websites. And it's all free. We don't charge a thing to listen or download anything on any of our websites. Freely we have been given, and freely we give. So we appreciate everyone's contributions. They are all put to good use to spread the word of God around the world. And one of the articles that I'd like to mention is uh, featured on the front page of our English website entitled, The Great Gift of God. We have a great gift, and we are happy to share it with anybody who's interested. And that article is written by Edward A. Kimball, The Great Gift of God. And we have been busy printing and mailing the July full-text lesson sermon booklet has been printed and is in the mail to subscribers. And I understand that the third quarter quarterly has been printed and will be mailed shortly. Everyone is welcome here. And that includes all of you who are listening and participating from around the world. And now we will have the reading of a testimony of healing from Science and Health, our textbook, which attests to the healing power obtained by studying the Christian Science textbook. 
And that really reading will be given this morning by Annie from Virginia. From page 642, grateful for many blessings. It is with sincere gratitude for the many blessings Christian science has brought me that I give this testimony. I first heard of Christian science about 15 years ago. A friend of mine was taking treatment for physical troubles and was reading the textbook of Christian science. Science and health was key to the scriptures. The title of the book appealed to me very strongly. I said to my friend, if that is a key to the scriptures, I must have it. I had long been a member of a Bible class in an Orthodox Sabbath school, but I never felt satisfied with that which was taught. There was something lacking. I did not understand then what it was. I purchased a copy of Science and Health and began to study it. I wish I could express in words what that book brought me. It illuminated the Bible with a glorious light, and I began to understand some of the master's sayings and tried to apply them. I had had a longing to live a better Christian life for many years and often wondered why I failed so utterly to understand the Bible. Now I knew it was a lack of spiritual apprehension. I did not know at first that people were healed of disease and sin by simply reading Science and Health, but found after a while that such was the case. At that time, I had many physical troubles, and one after another of these ills simply disappeared, and I found that I had no disease. I was perfectly free. The spiritual uplifting was glorious, too, and as I go on in the study of this blessed science, I find I am gaining surely an understanding that helps me to overcome both sin and disease in myself and in others. My faith in good is increased, and I know I am losing my belief in evil as a power equal to good. The pathway is not wearisome because each victory over self gives stronger faith and a more earnest desire to press on. EJR Toledo, Ohio. The lesson sermon for this morning can be found on page 22 of the Independent Christian Science Quarterly. Subject, God the Preserver of Man. The golden text is from Psalms. Preserve me, O God, for in thee do I put my trust. The responsive reading is from Psalms. Be merciful unto me, O God, for man would swallow me up. He, fighting daily, oppresseth me. My enemies would daily swallow me up, for What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. In God, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can 
day they rest my words. All their thoughts are against me for evil. In God have I put my trust. I will not be afraid what man can do unto me. Craig will now read. The Bible. Thus saith the Lord to his anointed, I am the Lord, and there is none else. There is no God beside me. I girded thee, though thou hast not known me. Look unto me, and be ye saved, all the ends of the earth. For I am God, and there is none else. Genesis and Sarah saw the son of Hagar, the Egyptian, which she had borne unto Abraham, mocking. Wherefore she said unto Abraham, Cast out this bondwoman and her son, for the son of this bondwoman shall not be an heir with my son, even with Isaac. And the thing was very grievous in Abraham's sight because of his son. And God said unto Abraham, Let it not be grievous in thy sight because of the lad and because of thy bondwoman. In all that Sarah hath said unto thee, hearken unto her voice. For in Isaac shall thy seed be called. And also of the son of the bondwoman will I make a nation, because he is thy seed. And Abraham rose up early in the morning and took bread and a bottle of water and gave it to Hagar, putting it on her shoulder and the child, and sent her away. And she departed and wandered in the wilderness of Beersheba. And the water was spent in the bottle, and she cast the child under one of the shrubs. And she went and sat her down over against him, a good way off, as it were a bowshot. For she said, Let me not see the death of the child. And she sat over against him and lifted up her voice and wept. And her God heard the voice of the lad, and the angel of God called to Hagar out of heaven and said unto her, What aileth thee, Hagar? Fear not, for God hath heard the voice of the lad where he is. Arise, lift up the lad, and hold him in thine hand, for I will make him a great nation. And God opened her eyes, and she saw a well of water, and she went and filled the bottle with water and gave the lad drink. And God was with the lad, and he grew, and dwelt in the wilderness, and became an archer. Psalms I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills, from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. 
The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. 1 Samuel And there went out a champion out of the camp of the Philistines named Goliath of Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span. And the Philistines said, I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. And Saul and all Israel heard those words of the Philistine. They were dismayed and greatly afraid. And David said to Saul, Let no man's heart fail because of him. Thy servant will go and fight with this Philistine. And Saul said to David, Thou art not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for thou art but a youth, and he a man of war from his youth. David said, Moreover, The Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said unto David, Go, and the Lord be with thee. And Saul armed David with his armor, and he put a helmet of brass upon his head. Also he armed him with a coat of mail. And David girded his sword upon his armor, and he essayed to go. For he had not proved it. And David said unto Saul, I cannot go with these. For I have not proved them. And David put them off him. And he took his staff in his hand and chose him five smooth stones out of the brook and put them in a shepherd's bag, which he had, even in a script. And his sling was in his hand. And he drew near to the Philistine. Then said David to the Philistine, This day will the Lord deliver thee into mine hand, and all this assembly shall know that the Lord hath saved not with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. And it came to pass, when the Philistine arose, and came and drew nigh to meet David, that David hasted, and ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. And David put his hand in his bag and took thence a stone and slung it and smote the Philistine in his forehead and that the stone sunk into his forehead and he fell upon his face to the earth. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and with a stone and smote the Philistine and slew him. But there was no sword in the hand of David. Psalms. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. 
He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amanda from Missouri will now read. I will read correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy. The central fact of the Bible is the superiority of spiritual over physical power. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Exodus 20, verse 3. The first commandment is my favorite text. It demonstrates Christian science. It inculcates the triunity of God, spirit, mind. It signifies that man shall have no other spirit or mind but God, eternal good, and that all men shall have one mind. The divine principle of the first commandment bases the science of being, by which man demonstrates health, holiness, and life eternal. Every function of the real man is governed by the divine mind. The divine mind that made man maintains his own image and likeness. All that really exists is the divine mind and its idea. And in this mind, the entire being is found harmonious and eternal. The straight and narrow way is to see and acknowledge this fact yield to this power and follow the leadings of truth. God is the life or intelligence which forms and preserves the individuality and identity of animals as well as of men. God cannot become finite and be limited within material bounds. There is but one way namely God and his idea, which leads to spiritual being. The scientific government of the body must be attained through the divine mind. It is impossible to gain control over the body in any other way. On this fundamental point, timid conservatism is absolutely inadmissible. Only through radical reliance on truth can scientific healing power be realized. Whatever teaches man to have other laws and to acknowledge other powers than the divine mind is anti-Christian. The good that a poisonous drug seems to do is evil, for it robs man of reliance on God omnipotent mind, and according to belief, poisons 
the human system. Christian science goes to the bottom of mental action and reveals the theodicy which indicates the rightness of all divine action as the emanation of divine mind and the consequent wrongness of the opposite so-called action, evil, occultism, necromancy, mesmerism, animal magnetism, hypnotism. Our master cast out devils, evils, and healed the sick. It should be said of his followers also that they cast fear and all evil out of themselves and others and heal the sick. God will heal the sick through man whenever man is governed by God. Truth casts out error now as surely as it did 19 centuries ago. All of truth is not understood, hence its healing power is not fully demonstrated. If sickness is true, or the idea of truth, you cannot destroy sickness, and it would be absurd to try. Then classify sickness and error as our master did when he spoke of the sick whom Satan hath bound and find a sovereign antidote for error in the life-giving power of truth acting on human belief, a power which opens the prison doors to such as are bound and sets the captive free physically and morally. When the illusion of sickness or sin tempts you, cling steadfastly to God and His idea. Allow nothing but His likeness to abide in your thought. Let neither fear nor doubt overshadow your clear sense and calm trust that the recognition of life harmonious as life eternally is can destroy any painful sense of, or belief in, that which life is not. Let Christian science, instead of corporeal sense, support your understanding of being. And this understanding will supplant error with truth, replace mortality with immortality, and silence discord with harmony. Spiritual perception brings out the possibilities of being, destroys reliance on aught but God, and so makes man the image of his maker, in deed and in truth. The universal belief in physics weighs against the high and mighty truths of Christian metaphysics. This erroneous general belief which sustains medicine and produces all medical results, works against Christian science. And the percentage of power on the side of this science must mightily outweigh the power of popular belief in order to heal a single case of disease. The human mind acts more powerfully to offset the discords of matter and the ills of flesh in proportion as it puts less weight into the material 
or fleshly scale, and more weight into the spiritual scale. Entirely separate from the belief and dream of material living is the life divine, revealing spiritual understanding and the consciousness of man's dominion over the whole earth. This understanding casts out error and heals the sick, and with it you can speak as one having authority. Salvation Life, truth, and love understood and demonstrated as supreme over all. Sin, sickness, and death destroyed. Evil is not supreme. Good is not helpless. In the following psalm, one word shows, though faintly, the light which Christian science throws on the scriptures by substituting for the corporeal sense the incorporeal or spiritual sense of deity. Psalm 23 Divine love is my shepherd. I shall not want. Love maketh me to lie down in green pastures. Love leadeth me beside the still waters. Love restoreth my soul, spiritual sense. Love leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for love is with me. Love's rod and love's staff they comfort me. Love prepareth a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Love anointeth my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house, the consciousness of love forever. Let us now have a moment of silent prayer for our world.
Let's now sing hymn number 58. Father, we, thy loving children, lift our hearts in joy today, knowing well that thou wilt keep us ever in thy blessed way. Thou art love and thou art wisdom. Thou art life and thou art all. In thy spirit, living, moving, we shall neither faint nor fall. Hymn number 58.
Let's now sing hymn number 153. In thee, my God and Savior, forevermore the same, my spirit hath rejoicing, for holy is thy name. My soul doth magnify the Lord, sing all in glad accord. Praise him who lifts the lowly, for faithful is his word. I magnify and bless thee, for faithful is thy word. Hymn number 153.
I will read from the Christian Science textbook, The Scientific Statement of Being, and the correlative passages from 1 John 3rd chapter. There is no life, truth, intelligence, nor substance in matter. All is infinite mind and is infinite manifestation. For God is all in all. Spirit is immortal truth. Matter is mortal error. Spirit is the real and eternal. Matter is the unreal and temporal. Spirit is God, and man is his image and likeness. Therefore, man is not material. He is spiritual. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because he knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. So, cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. Amen.